0: Welcome to episode 65 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for choosing to listen to us for another week. Without your support, we wouldn't be here for recording each and every week. Plenty to talk through tonight with Shane and Josh in action over 10K in Telford. Then there's a small matter of the European cross-country champs to unpack. But before we do all of that, in a week where football showed that it's almost as cruel as 26.2 miles, with England sliding out of the World Cup, Let me welcome to the show a man who didn't really fancy sliding around Telford at the weekend, and much like England, made an early exit from the competition. Have you managed to get over your weekend yet, Josh?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, actually. I mean, we'll come into it in our our weeks, I'm sure, but um, yeah, not ideal. Okay. Let me welcome our other co-host this evening, someone who also
0: raced Telford, but much like his tolerance of beer, only managed a swift half before having to call it a night. (laughs) How are we this Monday evening, Shane? We both know I can
2: uh, handle more alcohol than you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. I'm much uh, more lively than last Monday evening. And uh, yeah, not long got back from a nice frosty run in
1: the fog. Well, do you know what I was thinking earlier? It doesn't seem that long ago since we recorded the last episode. It wasn't. And on that, well, a few days ago, I was very confident that you'd both
0: run sub-30 and you both yeah. failed me. Um, so we'll we'll kick off with you, Josh. Why don't you talk us through your Monday <laughs> yeah. and Sunday leading into Telford?
1: Yeah, cool. So um, a bit of an easier week, um, obviously, with the race. So on the Monday, I had eight miles, um, just recovery, so 6.40s. Um, then Tuesday, I had... I actually had study leave. So I went out at 8 a.m. Um and I got my session done first thing. Um because I went to London in the evening. So I had two by two miles and I felt all right. It I didn't feel amazing, didn't feel terrible. Um so I ran 9.56, 957. So they're meant to be like a sort of half marathon pace. <laughs> um but yeah, again, I mean it's gonna be a theme throughout a short all of our weeks it's been very very cold speak um, for yourself so I, that, I didn't go outside uh, um <laughs> so, so 10 and a half, half miles total was that around the park, park um no like you those? still can't run around the park because you've got cardiff winter wonderland so you have to cut the park in half which is really shit um so if you if you're my striver open you can see i've gone all like a little bit further up and that's a really really sharp turn so what i found was i was sort of coming into that at sort of 455 pace and then i was leaving it at 505 pace like for the rep so some of that would have been with a signal on the trees but um it's like a sharp turn which is then downhill and i did one one way one the other so then obviously coming back as a sharp turn uphill um it's not like massive by any means but it's less than ideal can you not just run up the river um, it's part. I mean, it, it's minimal, but it is uphill the whole way. Okay. Me and Clousey um did an eight mile tempo once from Butte, they're four miles out, four miles back, and coming back was so much faster. Fair enough. So yeah, you in answer that you could, but yeah, it's a bit of pain. Um. So then, uh, just before I got the train, I went and did my second run. Um, said so five miles, six thirty fours, and then Wednesday was a bit of an eventful day, really. So I had an exam in the morning, um, which actually went okay. It was three hours, so a bit long, and then we had a work event, and I was planning on running. I-, I was a bit nervous for my exam, and I didn't really want to run before it, so I was planning on running after the after my exam before the work com- um uh, sort of conferencing. But I didn't get a chance. So I went to that and then I was planning on getting the train home at sort of six-ish. And I was like, well, if I get home at six, I can I can do a run, but it'll be a bit late. And then I ended up staying a little bit later than I anticipated. And then I had a bit of a wait for a train. So I didn't leave Paddington till 10, which meant I didn't get back to Cardiff till sort of 12. And then I had to get home. So I got home about half 12-ish. And against uh, Steph's advice, I went for a run. Um, <laughs> so I did six, uh, I had 8 miles easy um, and do you know what it might have been stupid but the roads were very clear at that time so I did 8 miles 608s I actually felt okay I, like I was a little bit tired on the train but by the time um, I got home I was actually okay so probably not the most sensible thing to do yeah but I was going did... to have a look at
0: the temperature, but it doesn't say it on your straw for some reason. Oh, it was it was not warm.
1: It was cold that night. I'm sure it was. It would have been probably minus three. It's minus icy, two, maybe. Ran the lake. Uh, I ran on the road the whole way. I ran okay. that middle of the road. Yeah. I, I I've been a bit of a princess the last few days, and I don't really want to run on the path because I'm just worried I'm going to slip. So I have been running down most of <laughs> the... Not, they're not main roads, but down the road. Anyway, we can't count this run as Wednesday because that's purely Thursday. All of it was yeah, on Thursday. Do you know what? It actually... It was really annoying because I've got a red bar on my training peaks and it's put it into my Thursday. It says that I've missed a run.
2: That should give you two red bars because then you've done yeah. too much on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it should.
0: Although, when you go into your session... It looks like it
1: primed you nicely for your session, so maybe it's something you need to do every week. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Rob didn't mention it. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I was going to text him. I was like, actually, I think we just probably this one just gets avoided.
0: I'll he be doesn't honest, have yeah.
1: training.
2: I, I, I can't say it Whenever I've done some uh, early AM runs, they've primed me very well for anything.
1: <laughs> I had um, I had had a pint and a, a shot as well, but. <laughs> But to be fair, it was probably like four hours before that. Was that of water? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't order it. Someone ordered it for me. I was like, oh, brilliant. Um, yeah.
0: I think the the thing with training peaks is it would just put it into Thursday, and yeah, you have to go into it to see if it was. He probably just thought you did it in the morning.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know to be honest. Um, but there we go. Probably not sensible, but we live and we learn. It was like one of those things I'd already said and I like committed in my head, and I really don't like missing runs. um so I yeah, I didn't. Know. um so Thursday I had just a re- quite a short session actually. it was four by a K, um 90 second jog. and this was it was meant to be 10K effort. and I did it on the cycle path because again, everywhere is pretty icy or dark at the minute. And that was actually okay, and it's also it's marked out every two hundred meters. And I've done sessions down here before. Um, and the first one, I started doing like a long sleeve, and I did the same trick I've been doing in my sessions—rubbing Tiger Balm at my legs—and I felt great, like really, really good. So the first one was sort of two fifty nine. Uh, then I went two fifty six, two fifty five, two fifty four, and at that point, I thought, I think Aaron's right. I think I'm going to run. 29 30 so yeah so that was thursday then friday um went out in the morning did four miles 6 so again legs felt pretty good <clears throat> then i drove up to telford um and i ran when i got there because i wanted to sort of see what the course was like by the time i actually got there found the hotel checked in it was dark so i just ran around sort of the industrial estate just um by the top of the course and that was pretty bad to be honest it was quite slippy so i was trying to run on the road but there was some place where i had to jump on the path and i was sort of stopping or really really slowly walking so it's given me 400 that's quite a hilly run actually it's at... not telling me my pace um oh yeah i'll have a look here um uh so it was six thirty sixes for four miles that would be with strides as well um, so I started off pretty slow, but like, like I say, some of them corners were literally unrunnable. So uh, it was probably a little bit quicker than that. I think the and... elevation might be off on that run, mate. Yeah, I, I I, I mean, it's up and down, but it's not, I don't even think it's like that. You fall off a cliff at one
0: point. Uh, that's probably why then. Within like a metre, you go from 514 to, yeah, you
1: fall 50 feet. Was that a nice drop? I might have gone to the loo, to be fair yeah i did go in some bushes probably um so anyway i did some strides and it was quite hard to do strides because was trying to sort of do them and i was just slipping so at that point i was like if they get this race underway then fair play then we got to the morning and um i thought that even more so to be honest so I I send you guys a video an hour before the race and there, it was genuinely like the the path was frosted over. And before I say anything else, fair play to Dave the the race director because actually the race went ahead and it was fine. But what I found is seeing that and then warming up, I even ten minutes before the start. I think I said to you and definitely you Shane there. I don't really want to race because I just don't want to risk slip in and injuring myself i've had such a bad year already i just thought it'd be really silly to risk anything just for a 10k because at the end of the day it's not like it would be nice to run fast but it's not a massive target for me um and even sort of 10-15 minutes before the start because i warmed up with um josh grace and we were sort of looking at it and i said to him i was like what do you think and he was like mm, I'm, I'm gonna start but i'm gonna go off sort of carefully because he was kind of in a similar mindset. And I was like, well, I can't be the only person. I'd be a bit wet. So I can't, I did start. And um, and yeah, like I say, it was actually fine. But because I was so close to the race thinking I'm not going to run, I'd almost talked myself out of it. And I found it quite hard when it started to get a bit harder to actually sort of commit. And um, I didn't actually realize that Shane was running in the same group as me. Um, because I I looked, I couldn't see him when I so I basically got to 5k. Went through 5k in 1450. And to be quite honest, I wanted to go through faster because Telford is so fast the first half. Um, and I the last two years I've done it, I've gone through like probably 14, 42, 43. I didn't feel terrible, I didn't feel great by any means. Um, but yeah, it was just completely in my head, and I've not really ever had that other than the only time I've had it is, I don't know if you remember, Aaron, but the, the trials for the marathon at Q, and I had a bad niggle in my hamstring in the whole build-up. And I kind of yeah. knew before the start, I wasn't going to finish. And that's the only other time I've really had it where it's like, well, I kind of know already. So, yeah, not great, but like Rob said to me, he was like, don't stress about it. It's not the end of the world. It's a 10K, so. No. Yeah, that, that's that, really. My, my
0: one comment to make is... Strava nicely put three DNFs together for me. Um, people <laughs> I follow, so it's linked you, Shane, and Ryan Thompson together. Yes, now, you won the inaugural Telford 5k, Josh, because you went through you. in 445. So,
2: yeah, take that but, win. But uh, my, my chip time would have been so much better. <laughs> but...
0: We'll have to ask Dave if he can dig the chip times out yeah. the 5k.
1: Well, one thing as well, to, to point out, I warmed up with uh, Jake Ballard and uh, Alex Lepetra as well. They kept it very quiet that they were going to drop a 4.23 first mile. It would have been quite nice to, for them to have said that, because that was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I saw a video of them coming down the hill
1: and it looked very they were, fast. They were clear, like fully clear so i mean first play they both they came first and second and they held it so yeah that's mad quick um so yeah so that was the race um so actually i think what i, I did i say what i went through so i went through 5k in 1450, 51 you, you i think were,
2: you're on the results you were fourteen fifty
1: four. i think it was 51 unless you looked at uh no no, no it's 51 definitely
2: it was 54 <laughs>
1: aaron you check whilst i go for the rest of my week because he's oh, changed. Okay. does can, um
2: whoever's right does that can that person win i look i
0: money?
1: looked last <laughs> i looked last night shane
2: oh when did i look <laughs> uh,
1: oh. we've
2: already
0: we've already had one of these conversations about josh doing park running a few years <laughs> yeah. ago he was adamant yeah, yeah. That he was on the results and he got I'm, so, was, little, and he no, got so was. salty about it <laughs> because right.
1: they changed it Anyway, i'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my yeah. neck on the line and say i'm right there but go on josh carry on yeah aaron you check I will do um it. so yeah so that was the race um and then we warmed down Did just over two miles and it was so snowing i was like brilliant i've now got to drive home in this so I did uh two miles eight minute miling wait in the car do you know what mm-hmm. I, know. <laughs> I just forgot to say actually as well there was quite a few people who um sort of said hi uh who listened to the podcast so appreciate that that was quite nice um and then I had an optional six miles to do in the evening and it took so much out it took so much sort of um self-discipline not to basically just keep my race kit on and absolutely ping it so I what I did is I got home and I didn't run straight away I watched the cross country. Um, and then I went out and I actually I was pretty sensible. I did uh, six point three miles and six twenty-sixes. So that was my week. So actually really short, sixty-four miles. Go on, Aaron. No, the one the listeners are waiting for.
0: The winner of the five K was actually Mr. Robinson, fourteen fifty three.
1: Josh Lund, fourteen fifty four. So They've changed it. It was four. I promise you, it was fourteen fifty-one yesterday. Shane had a word with Dave. Said <laughs> Dave, look, Josh is going to come on here and make <laughs> a win.
2: Because I, 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 started like uh, ten seconds back. So
1: yeah, there you go. No, no, honestly, I looked yesterday. That's uh, that's annoying. Well, uh, that makes me even more annoyed. That well not annoyed, but I'd have dropped out was too slow. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's my week. Pretty, do a pretty average. I would say. So,
2: yeah, I've got a question for Telford then, um, because obviously we've just for, heard Telford, for Telford. Telford or off,
1: or for me? Yeah. Uh,
2: no, it's for Telford about Josh. <laughs> uh, Telford also thinks you're a prat. Okay. <laughs> um, so obviously we've we've had the big news today that you're uh, you're hopefully getting a big signing for Valencia. 10k
3: <laughs> yeah
2: right so based on your actual performance at Telford how you felt what you did how yeah. are you going to that and into the next five weeks and and work into Valencia
1: I'm doing for uh, Ribble Valley in two weeks that's even sooner oh uh, so is it, is it just a
2: case of you think you're sort of in peak 10k shape just bosh I mean, your races out and try and get get the time
1: I'm not really bothered about it to be honest I just want to race like I've had quite a bad year like i think i didn't race between houston i oh, no! so i did a 5k in march and then the last time i raced was like after that was Leeds. so i didn't race for what was seven nearly eight that months bar,
0: that bar 5k was march
1: i think so wow maybe like beginning of april yeah it was no I... it wasn't like that because i wasn't i don't think i was running um much later than that from memory um yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. So yeah, so I like, I did Houston, then I did that, and then Leeds. So I just want to race, really. Um, I, I'm not really that fast.
2: Cool. Nice.
1: Right.
0: Let's move on to the winner of Telford 5K. Then. Um, you may not know <laughs> this is what's nonsense. Coming.
1: So Shane.
0: Let's go back so, to Monday.
2: Back to Monday. So I. Uh as i think i alluded to last week mentioned i had been up for 31 hours on uh, monday by the time it got to 4pm so i decided not to go for a run and have a nap instead um so tuesday we had a session so i was still pretty tired but i was feeling a lot better but it was just a a, a, a taper session so we did um we went up to the track we did 1600 three lots of 600 1,200, three lots of 400, 800, three lots of 200. And the idea was basically working in around 10K effort on the um, the longer reps and a touch quicker if you want to on the shorter reps. Um, I actually felt really good on that, uh, which is not really a surprise because I'd obviously rested the day before. I'd rested the Friday before that as well. So I'd basically had a day off, two days on, day off and into a session. Uh I just wasn't sure how I'd feel with uh my levels of tiredness but yeah no, I felt felt pretty good we did 449 on the 1600 we did 144 144 143 on the 600s 334 on the 1200 67 69 67 on the fours 222 on the 800 and then 30, 32 32 31 on the two hundred, um, yeah. By the end of that, I felt felt really good actually. And I, it, I know it's a short session, and it's we had a you know it was a lot of uh, recovery to work ratio, but I felt really comfortable running those efforts. Um, so I was quite quite happy about that. Uh, one comment that I will come back to at the end of the week is um, whilst I felt like I was moving really well and quite good, Ron did say. Uh, I looked awkward running. I looked quite stiff. So I'll come back to that. Uh, Wednesday, uh, did 60, just under 67 minutes. Easy at 709 pace. Um, Thursday, we did an hour with, we went, we jogged up to track again. Uh, so we did 40 minutes. Easy. Then we did nine by 200 on off 200 off. Yeah. It was so cold. So, so cold for those. Um, so i just did 36 37 and all the rest were 35 um i felt fine really didn't feel like i needed to go any faster and to be honest i couldn't be asked to
1: (laughs) Um, you uh you wearing shorts shane are you going tights oh this was this was tights um about four jackets freezing (laughs) so cold i i (laughs) the only thing is i really don't like running fast in tights i felt very restricted yeah, I'm with you. So on Tuesday, I, it was
2: like, when it's cold, I'm half tight. Yeah. It yeah. warm enough um, and I don't feel restricted. On Tuesday, on Thursday, it didn't really matter. We were just like, we should probably not just run 7.30 yeah. right away to the race. Like, yes, we're a fan of running slow. We love it. But when it comes to race week, if you just do everything really slow, um, if you want to run 4.40 odd pace for a 10K and you spend your whole week running seven and a half, eight minute mile in, that's not necessarily a good taper. You might feel fresh, but you're going to feel rough once you open up and run a bit quicker. Um, yeah, that's
1: my thoughts as well.
2: So yeah, and, and race week, it sounds bizarre, race weeks, it might be the one time you might see me do it like an hour at 6.30 pace sometimes. Uh, just depends on what the body feels like. But no, again, um, I know it's only 200 metres at a time, but 35s felt like nothing. Uh, and It was cold, so... Again, that gave me quite a bit of confidence that it's a sort of effort I was able to run uh, come Sunday. Um, Friday, 50 minutes easy. Um, again, felt really good on that. By now, I'd caught up on a lot of sleep, so it was almost like I was getting super compensation effect because um, I'd felt so rough the week before and a couple of weeks before. Um, Saturday, I was going to run and do some strides, but I, I didn't get time, so I was... Um, director at Parkland in the morning and because of the frost I was there at quarter past seven with the grit and trying to grit the course so we could have Portland go ahead. And we did that. So we didn't had you have to
0: um clear up some debris off the course as well, didn't you?
2: There was some debris on the course. I uh Tomstraw a... yeah. fantastic use of a joke.
0: Yep. Explosion um... at the cheese factory <laughs>
2: Oh, love it! Uh, so yeah, we were cleaning out the course uh, there, nice and early. But yeah, that went ahead. We had a new PA system, so I was able to um treat one hundred and fifty eight fantastic part runners to my dulcet tones at five to nine in the morning. So, and then yeah, I was out in the afternoon, and I was going to run after
0: um the afternoon. One second. Show. Where do you get the money to buy a PA system for Park Run? Where does that come from?
2: You you donate to Park Run people donate, do they? So each each Park Run has its own fund. So you fundraise and that goes yeah it goes towards like equipment or stuff. And then when when you start oh. a park Run, you need to get funding to start it. So bet uh, that, I
1: bet that's going for active ed- edge expenses. No,
2: you can. <laughs> out to veg, can't afford a PA system. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so you, you get funding for it, and and people donate. And <laughs> I'll be honest, we we were running for I think over a year. And we we wanted a, a mobile uh, dfib for our turnpoint, and we didn't realise we had like money in a kitty. Uh, so, but no, it's pretty good. People appreciate part one. So uh, can
0: I can I do your um, fundraising marketing for this Christmas?
2: What for active edge
0: for part For park run. I go I can get lots of donations for you.
2: Of course, yeah, but this, we need to die. we've we bought a PA system now, so
0: picture of picture of Shane from Telford <laughs> this Christmas. You could help a child like Shane finish a 10K. <laughs> yeah, carry on.
2: Maybe maybe that's it. My body's just adjusted to five K because of part run. Um so in the afternoon I was I was out in the afternoon. Um and I had in my head I'd be finished at about 4 p.m. Um, and for some reason, I also thought 4 p.m. was 1,400 hours. So I had in my head I would have loads of time to go for a run. Well, I got home at 6, and obviously the kickoff off uh, the England game was at 7, so I was like, well, not going to run, am I? So, so yeah. Tell me you're the- from Lincoln
1: without telling me you're from Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Expand. I don't think
2: I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can. Um so yeah, I had a bit of a bit of a balls up there in my head, uh, which is is fairly common for me. Telford 10k on Sunday. Well, 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 well. Um, just for some context, the first time we us Lincoln boys went down to do Telford, we wrote off two cars. Uh <laughs> the second time. I did tell for 10k. I believe I ran the whole thing with a stitch. The third time I'd done tell for 10k, I dropped out. So it wasn't really looking good. Uh, So Sunday, nice and early, obviously full of fog up the top of Lincoln, obviously very cold, but luckily the roads were okay. We met Tom at Newark and he couldn't lock his car. And he didn't want to leave it unlocked in Newark because, well, you don't want to leave a car unlocked in Newark. And uh, <laughs> the long story short, we had to leave him, and he was pretty good because he did want to race, and he had a bit of a he had a bit of a day to to try and um, organize. And uh, I was messaging him on the way when we were driving there, and as I was messaging him, he discovered the reason he couldn't lock his car is because he'd put a spare set of clothes in his boot and he'd had his spare key in his jeans pocket and his car wouldn't lock because his spare key was in his car. So that wiped one of us out. So Tom didn't make it to the race. We were then driving through... uh, We went a bit of a dodgy way, driving through Wolverhampton, and we were doing about 20 on the motorway because... It was just covered in snow, and we were stuck behind a rear-wheel drive car. So we were, and all of us in the car, absolutely we were desperate for a wee. Um, it wasn't, wasn't pleasant. So we got to Talford, straight to the toilet. Luckily, we made it in enough time. Once we'd warmed up, I was like, okay, sound. Had a look at the course. Like, it's not bad. It's going to be typical carnage. And on to the race. Um, So I... It took it a bit easier going down the hill. My plan going into Telford was really just to test my body. Um I felt like I was in good shape. And I felt like I was capable anywhere from sort of 2940 to as I said before, like a PB and my, my PB is 3014. Um so as long as I was in that window testing my capability to do that for the duration of a 10k, then i I said I was going to be quite happy. Um and in the end I wasn't happy because I I had to stop at 5k, but I felt really good. And I put in my notes, it's probably the best I can recall feeling at that stage in a 10k performance. Um, but yeah, I got a stitch and it's uh it's a long-going problem. So if anybody is uh, an expert on uh upper abdominal pain, um please send send your thoughts through because it's starting to really piss me off now. Um so, yeah, I was, I was quite disappointed, actually. When I looked at my sp- splits afterwards on Strava, um, I didn't actually realise how fast I was going. So I think my splits were 4.43, 4.43, 4.49, something like that. Is that right, Aaron? You want
3: it? Yeah,
0: something like that. So We'll go with uh,
2: that. The, I, the, the
3: funny thing is, as well, so I didn't realise Shane was actually in the same group as me. What
2: was there, probably like five of us? Well, well, I thought so. So, so from my perspective, what had happened is... I was started a bit more conservatively, conservatively, and I turned the cone and I, I got good clear running. And then I was moving through people, um, and then I was on a group and I was like, "Oh, that's that's Josh." And I only recognise you because of how you flick your feet out.
3: <laughs> yeah, you got kicked. So, feet out, actually.
2: So obviously there, there was you, there was a couple of others, and who I'd moved through with as well. But when I was looking at results, and I was trying to, I was trying to find my my official five k split because I wasn't on results originally. And I saw a couple of other people who I saw drop out. I was like, I wonder what they went through 5K in. And again, right on the back of us. So th- as far as I was concerned, yeah, there was five or six in our group. But I I wonder how many other people were sat behind us. Uh, yeah,
1: because so
2: I, I didn't realise Shane was in our group. And I also didn't realise
3: Shane dropped out. And I dropped out about 100 metres later. So I, I called Aaron after I got back to the car. And he was like, so what, what's Shane doing? And I said, I didn't see him the whole time. So he's either dropped out or he was so close behind me that I didn't see him. And actually he was it was both. So <laughs> yeah. quite funny.
2: So it, it was quite funny actually. Because I, I the only reason I dropped out when I did is at, at two and a half miles, I could feel my abs tightening, and I was I was like, okay, don't panic. Because my original plan when I caught your group was actually to get on the front and push on. I could see Ronnie up ahead, so I was like, right, well, yeah. catch Ron. Um, in hindsight, uh looking at halfway splits Ronnie actually went through 1438 so he was way yeah. ahead. He was a lot further ahead than I I remember him being but I remember seeing him anyway I think about I can catch uh I can catch Ronnie and I thought it's good because you was on the front of our group and I'm sure if you saw my presence you would follow me as well uh, yeah definitely and then again if why call...
0: what, what had you bought him hmm why'd you bought him because <laughs> <Cheers. laughs> <laughs> funny so anyway, what are you going to do about this stitch, Shane?
2: So I've, I've had various scans across uh, the past year or so, uh, blood tests, etc., and everything's quite negative. So I, I do think it's muscular. And one thing I alluded to last pod is I've basically spent two weeks sat at a desk. Um, I, I was slack on going to the gym. I've done no core work. And interestingly, so I got the stitch and I stopped when I stopped because I didn't want to make it worse and normally it would hurt in the cool down but it didn't and well we, we only did half a mile because it was snowing and we, we bothered um but when i ran woke up this morning i couldn't feel anything i always sort of have a rummage around in there see if there's any tension any tightness um when i by, by the time i'd finished work today and I'd, again i've I'd been sat at my desk this afternoon um doing some training plans and, and had a meeting and i could feel a bit of tension in there when i ran tonight um, it, it was quite sore when I was running, so I think from now until Valencia, I just need to mm. stop being lazy when it comes to doing the gym and the core work, and that's clearly going to be the the changes I need to make because I think physiologically and what my legs are capable of, uh, I, I really think I can run half to sort of twenty nine forty five at Valencia, if not faster because of the the occasion but I haven't got the body to be able to do that. So I think I need to hammer
1: the gym work. That's that's theory. Okay. Well, the one good thing now as well with Valencia is if we're both doing it, we can probably try and work together.
2: Yeah, definitely. Which well, there's going
1: to be good. a huge British contingent as well. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, think, think, I yeah. think I might go off with a meal
0: caress. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. We'll come to a meal in a bit. Um, I can... Well, in a second, because gonna take all of two minutes to run through <laughs> my week. Um after two poor weeks Sounds from, familiar. From Josh and Shane, I had an absolute shocker. Um it started off good intentions Monday morning, got out for a morning run with Philippa. We did nearly forty five minutes at seven forty twos. Um I only did five and a half 'cause I was gonna run again at lunchtime or the evening. Neither of those happened because got a bit busy at work. Tuesday was also in the office, busy at work, and got into the same routine of just not running Tuesday, Wednesday. So it came to Thursday, and I thought, I need to do a session. And I jumped on the treadmill because it was – by. I ran at half four, and it was – by this time, it was cold and icy. So – not really any chance to do a session outside at that point. So I jumped on and I was going to do some blocks of threshold and I started at about 3.08 per K, which is what? 5.05 to 5.05 mm,
3: A bit faster than that. Like that.
0: And I got 10 minutes into the into the run and it felt really comfortable. So I thought I might just try and do another 10k tempo. And I think from memory I went through the 5k about 14.45 and then cranked it up and came back at about to say 14. 15.45. Came back in 15. 15.20 ish. So the treadmill was definitely soft because That felt, the second half, running 15, 20 or whatever I did, felt a lot easier than when I did the time trial a few weeks ago. So definitely generous, but it's still another, I think around 31, 15, maybe, um, which is about another 35 seconds improvement from when I did it three weeks ago. Um, Look, I was very well well rested, so no surprise that I was able to run well. But it was also very... cut. It was so cold in the garage that, you know, when steam comes off you, well, whatever it is, not steam, but it looks like steam's coming off you. Yeah, yeah. I could just see that all around me. So people walk past (laughs) the garage, must have been in for a treat. Um, So that was good. Did 5K up and down. It's very good. 12 12 miles.
2: Can I just say your Zwift avatar,
0: far too tall. (laughs) He is is very tall. I didn't even know it put that up. Long, long legs, that. Very long legs. Yeah. Short shorts. Short shorts. So, it's Friday. Okay. So,
2: uh, a serious question, though. So, obviously, you think your, your treadmill's generous. Mm. How generous do you think it is?
0: Close to five seconds per K. Potentially. Do okay. so you think possibly more it's like that bad. 32 effort? I guess, yeah. If I was to run like 3150 outside feeling like that, yeah, I think that's probably about right. I don't think I'm that unfit, to be honest. I'm definitely fitter than I was at this point last year, which I ran Milton Keynes at this time last year and wasn't too bad. So, although I'm now regressing because I'm not training. So, we'll see. Anyway, Friday, I got out for an hour just before. I had to run to pick up Eliza or get the car and I left it so late that I could only get 54 minutes in before if I wanted to be on time to pick Eliza up that was um and again that was so cold that I don't think I produced any sweat despite wearing like a woolly hat and jacket base layer so that was that. Sub-7s, Josh. six fifty eight. Saturday, I woke up for a bit of a cold and I had Eliza all day. So my opportunity to run was when she napped. She didn't nap. So that disappeared. So basically, my Saturday was looking after Eliza a bit. From 12 o'clock through to Nine o'clock, mm. I watched football. Pretty much constantly. So Ipswich played at half twelve. Now, nobody cares about Ipswich, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Ipswich won. We've gone top. But it's always stressful watching Ipswich. They never have an easy game. It's always tight. So I had like two hours of stress watching that. Then was looking after Eliza. watched Morocco beat um. Portugal. Whoever Portugal. And followed some of the League One games. So it was for tops. That was a little bit stressful just watching those results come in. And then England played. And usually I'd be really sort of stressed about England. But I think I don't know. I wasn't that bothered. I thought they played all right. I was quite pleased they played well. It's one of those one of those days. So shame they've gone out. I did say it's going to be two one last week on the pod. Just shame it's the wrong team. Harry Kane, I said Harry Kane was going to win it for penalty. He lost it with a penalty, so <laughs> nearly. Um. Anyway, Sunday, I was going to go out early, but I had a cold, so then I waited around, sort of annoying you lot on WhatsApp, and then I started some training plans, and thought this is productive. Got loads done. And then I kept putting my run off and off and off. It was one of those days where I was like, I'm going to do it at 11. I'll do it at 12. And then I said to Shane about five o'clock, I was like, it's not sensible to run, is it? And he said, no. I said, I wish you'd have told me this at like eight o'clock this morning. And I didn't run. It's probably quite sensible because I think I'm just about recovered from my cold so I can get on with a run after this podcast, which would be good. Um, And hopefully get back into some training because I've had a 24-mile week last week. It was three runs. And the week before I did, what, very similar? Maybe a bit more, 40-odd. So, yeah, I need to get back into some routine. And Shane's right that I just need some consistent weeks of running. The problem being I need to run this half marathon. So I might, on Josh's advice, drop London Marathon an email and see if I can squeeze in without having to do a half marathon this year. But we will see.
1: But you need to do that before you do the half. Yeah, yeah. So you need to know the answer
0: before Sunday, because if you can't... Well, I just know that Sunday's going to be called off. I can just see it happening. I can see myself preparing for it and then waking up Sunday morning it's probably snowed and anyway so that's my week not much to report other than football was poor um Strava leaderboard I opened up a minute ago Mr Happy was leading but yeah I did a bit of him.
3: research into Mr Happy yeah get him off
0: yeah he did 120 miles but took him 31 hours so not quite yeah, sure
3: yeah he, he's, he's joined every Strava club there is.
0: Um, uh, so, Mark Berry was next top, 105 miles. Mark's an Australian, so got an international um, top of leaderboard this week. He's got a PB of 248 from Osaka. So, uh, a proper um, leader at the top in Mark. And then on the women's side, we had I'm somebody the other week this. who was somebody watermelon. Is this the same person she's changed? That's what I'm
3: trying to work out. So this um, this week,
0: now it's Christine <laughs> Dinosaur and she's from Canada, but she's private so I can't really spy on her. Other than the fact we are both following Julian Spence, Brady Twelfall, Brad Croker, Ellie Pashley and Brett Robinson. So Good She's company. a fan of the Aussie boys, by the looks of it. And, and Nick artists. Earl. Why is she following Nick Earl? Get him off. Um, right. Let's move on. Should we go to... We'll go to Listen a question first, because it was one from last week. It was actually the one from the other week that I forgot, and Craig messaged me in to give it to me again. So it comes in from Craig Beatty. He said, super shoes for long runs how regularly in the rotation do you balance your body getting used to them versus not doing any weird run mechanic problems from using too much josh
3: yeah um so i think for me it depends what the long run is if it's just like an easy steady long run i wouldn't wear them uh i would just go pegs probably maybe peg turbos if it's a bit quicker um if you're doing a session as your long run, so if it's a bit more marathon-specific, I personally would rather put all of them because I think you recover better with them, with the, with the foam, but also you're going to get the performance benefit and I think with that, you're going to get a bit of confidence as well. And I think in a big marathon block, when you come off the back of some of them sessions, a lot of them are probably just confidence-based. Um. So yeah, that's what I would do. Well, that's what
0: I do. Okay, Shane?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Josh. Um, I obviously haven't trained for a marathon in them, so I, I couldn't comment on sort of the recovery element. If I, yeah, if we're going out for an easy or a steady, I'll just be in normal mileage shoes. They're light enough and fast enough anyway for those type of runs. If we ever do any like pickups or any sessions within the long run, uh, which would apply, I guess, to marathon work, then... I I I have a pair of carbon shoes. Um, I won't wear the ones I race in, just purely because of cost per mile. I think to be honest. Uh, You're being very BBC here, not naming brands. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I would I'm more the endorphins. I love them, but oh, I, I not, can see why. Not as fast as they're not as fast as, <laughs> as, fast as uh, an Alpha Fly or Vapor Fly, uh, but they're also way more durable. Um,
0: I I'm can get them way cheaper.
2: Uh, about there's yeah, about 40 quid cheaper than the vapor a day.
0: Depends if you get the Vaporflies on sale, 100 pound <laughs> every day.
2: So, yeah, um, I agree with Josh. I think rotate them, uh, no need to be doing easy runs in, in them, easy long runs.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I agree completely. However, I often will always have a pair of old vaporflies or alpha flies um i only race in vaporfly and i still got the original four percents which they're kind of falling to pieces a little bit what i don't mind hell? doing a long i don't mind doing a long run in them sometimes just i mean if i've got, oh, if know... I've got a st- six minute mile in i'd rather wear that and my legs feel better and it feels more comfortable than than wearing a another shoe i I don't get any issues. I don't get any mechanical problems. So maybe that's potentially why if if you get issues from, or you get aches and pains from wearing them, I definitely wouldn't be doing long runs in them. Um, and probably you need to find yourself a, a shoe suitable to racing. If that's giving you issues, because I think that's something like alpha fly isn't for everybody. It's a lot. It suits a lot of people, but it is quite soft and it is very, um, it's not supportive, is it <laughs> really
3: yeah I don't respond in them
0: <laughs> but um yeah I the the thing for me is I've obviously been I've marathon trained in old school shoes which I know Josh didn't really do and Shane Shane probably did long runs back in the day in normal shoes, but not of any sort of pace I remember doing big marathon sessions in a pair of flats and sim you'd be sore you wouldn't be able to do a session for a good three days afterwards and you can wear a pair of alpha flies and be fine the next morning so yeah. for the sake of you know especially if you can get them on sale just keeping an old pair of alpha flies to do some long runs in i'd probably do it if it doesn't give you any issues yeah, yeah
2: it's i think more actually just on, on that point as well if you're if you're doing your first marathon and you're stepping up or you're doing your first marathon in super shoes stepping up it probably is worth even if it are easy long runs it probably is worth doing a couple more in the type of shoe that you're going to race in yeah um just so you're not completely overloading um like i save my vapor to till race day because it's like I feel I get more benefit because I don't do so much training in them, but I'm still training in a carbon shoe. So it's just bridging that gap a little bit, isn't it?
0: It is. Um, let's go to the news. Or, yeah, we'll go to the news. We've been recording an hour or so, I think. Um, there's news from Kenya this week. Do you see David Radisha was involved in an aeroplane crash? Um, I,
3: did see.
0: I did have an article where he said that he escaped death um, so I think five other pe- people were injured on his plane which came down in a wildlife sanctuary in, in Kenya I believe um, so I think the engine failed which must have been a bit yeah, not ideal <laughs> to say the least um, okay. But I think he came out pretty unscathed other than some potentially... No, I think he walked away from it, didn't he? So, crazy. Um. So that came out of Kenya in the week. And then, running-wise, European cross-country champs. I know you boys were racing, so I'll start off with the men's race because I think the standout performance to me was meal Caress on the day from the British Athletes. He took silver medal behind the pre-race favourite Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Um He started off fairly sensibly and just worked his way through um, and then finished strong to overtake, was it Camelli in the, the last yeah. sort of stretch. So that's the best performance by a senior male since Mo Farah took silver in 2009. I was surprised at that because i didn't Vernon medal one year, but he must have took bronze or something. I
3: think he took bronze ahead of, and there was a Spanish guy ahead of him. And he, because do you not remember, he said that they they jumped the start or something. Yeah. Well, they they went in a different pen or something along those lines.
0: But yeah, that's a phenomenal year for Emil. He's sort of taken it to the next level this year. He moved to Renato Canova, the coach. So. Potentially, there could be a marathon on the cards because Canova's group is largely marathon runners these days. I know he has a a shorter distance group, but they all tend to end up running marathons. Um, rest of the team, uh, twelfth for Hugo Milner, thirty second for Ellis Cross. Um,
3: no, you've got that wrong. Aaron. It, it was twelfth for Mohammed Mohammed.
0: Oh, it's I not good. Hugo game. Milner
3: was the th- uh, thirty second.
0: Okay, so Muhammad, Muhammad twelve, Hugo Milner thirty second, Ellis Cross thirty uh, seventh, Ben Connor forty second, and Jack Rowe 44th. Um. So yeah, good runs from from Amel and Muhammad. Um. Senior women's, did you catch any of this?
3: So I watched it all on the highlights, but it was pretty br- Like they, sh- they managed to squeeze the whole event into an hour, so it was like, yeah.
1: Oh, here's the start. Oh, now it's are t-
3: 15 minutes in.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so Grovdal and
0: Klosterhalfen were sort of the main contenders for our yeah. um, and Grovdal only moved away down the last sort of hill, really. Um, and she retained her title ahead of Klosterhalfen. I can't actually remember who finished third. Um no, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, wise,
3: she, uh, no, she didn't. She slowed, didn't she? It was it, was, it was the German girl, uh Anna Ryan.
0: Okay. Anyway, Jess it's... Jess Judge finished eighth. Lincoln's Abby Donnelly, ninth, um, Poppy Tank thirteenth, Jess Gibbon 14th, Carrie Hughes twenty-second, and Amy Eloise Markovich twenty-eighth. So Again, decent showing from the, the British girls there. It's pretty uh,
3: pretty strong packing, really, there on the teams, isn't it?
0: That's a strong run from Abbey, isn't it, Jane? Ninth, Euros. Yeah, that's very good. And uh, to be
2: a, just a place behind chess as well. Very strong,
0: is So, I mentioned some of the junior races because we got some medals there. Charles Hicks mm-hmm. took the win in the under-23s. Will Barnacote took the win in the under 20s and that was a phenomenal finish if you've not seen it the Irish lad Nick Griggs um, was not mild but he was clear with even half miles mile to go he was miles clear and he sort of almost stumbled in the last 20 metres and was just like dying towards the line and Will Barnacote finished sprinting and Literally took him on the line, so um, yeah, strong, strong runs from Will Barnica. I thought Will was older than that, but he's still under 20. It seems like he's been racing some longer distance stuff for a couple of years, but must be top end under 20. Um, then in the women's under 23s, Megan Keith got second and Alex Milliard third, um, which was their debut, British best so bronze medal on your debut is not bad um and i think that's it for medal wise unless there's anything else uh, that you boys know. zach
3: mohammed came second as well yeah that was numberly in the end tw- yeah and then 23s that was really good to watch because both the oh, yeah, cause yeah just ran away that was that was good um but we say the i think i don't think there's any more medals but uh i would say uh, and it's in Fitzgerald in the under twenty. She came fourth, yes. and, she's, and 16. she's she's sixteen, and she she ran she went off the front, and she just came fourth. Um, so she's certainly one to watch in the future. I think she's going to be
0: good. She came fourth.
3: Yeah, but she was she was off the front. I mean she she only lost a medal in the last in the last corner. There you go. So, um, impressive she's clearly not scared of uh, racing race in this but that way
0: no i heard um cram on the commentary saying he, wa- he couldn't wait to watch her but i actually missed that race somehow it Was the one race i missed so um thanks for clearing that one up telford now telford 5k <laughs> well the telford england downhill 9.8k champs were red hot Um, I do find it funny that we can have an English champs at a race that's not legitimate for world records but there you go Um, at least it gives fast times because you're only allowed a metre per kilometre I think it's
3: it's bang on
0: it's not it's over there you go um, so Bye, allowed, my PV's not
3: there.
0: You're allowed 30 something like you're allowed 10 meters, which is like 32 feet downhill, and it's it's over that. Um, so anyway, um, I'm sure Dave will be on to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, the the main highlight of the day, I suppose, was Sam Harrison's 31 10, which makes her the fifth fastest British athlete over the distance. Although, was that only a one second? I feel like she ran 31, 10, 11-ish at Trafford, so. Yeah, it was a um, one second PB.
3: Shane, out of interest, how worried were you at the cone? Because I saw her and she wasn't that far behind us. What's she um, going through in? It, it couldn't have been. I mean, she wasn't that close, but she couldn't wow. have been that
2: much further outside. I'll have like
3: a Fifteen look. twenty.
2: I didn't see, but I'm slightly pleased that I my stitch did force me to stop because <laughs> I wouldn't have run that fast if I if I'd carried on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whilst Aaron looks for that, I'll go through. Uh, uh, rest I've over. got it. I've got it.
0: All don't right. worry about that. Fifteen twenty nine. Yeah,
3: okay. that's a really good second split on that course.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, Rest of the women, uh, second was Clara Evans, 32 35. And, then and that's a sealed. separate
3: race as well.
0: Okay, they didn't run in. Did only, Sam run Sam, in your...
3: only Sam ran in the men's race.
0: Yeah. Right. It's probably worth then... noting as well.
2: For that second race, that was when the snow picked up. Yeah, it, it was yeah. like fully snow.
0: Yeah, 32.57 for Gemma Steele for third. Um Men's wise, Josh, you could talk through this because you're watching by this point.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um Alex LaFetra uh, won. Um, so this new PB for him, 28.53. Mm-hmm. And Jay Ballon uh, in second, 28.56. And I think... They clearly had a sort of race plan because they those boys went so hard um, and they were kind of clear from probably the first mile, really. So impressive that they held that because that, that was a very, very quick start. Um, and then so, the third say, face, Connor Bradley.
0: Say Jacob Allen again
3: for me. Jacob Allen?
0: When you said it earlier, I thought you said <laughs> Jake Ballen. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> I have no idea. And yeah. then you said he went off and I was like, I don't remember this person. <laughs> and I've just read it and saw Jacob Allen I was like, oh. No. Maybe he said it fast earlier on. Anyway. Um, Connor, yes, Bradley.
3: And, um, Connor Bradley. Connor Bradley ran 28.59. So three of them under 29 minutes.
0: It's impressive. I think that's quite a return for Connor. I saw something earlier in the year where he'd come back from, he'd been injured quite badly, I think. Because um, he had a film, there's a film on him, isn't there, from somebody. I've, he trains over in Londonderry. Derry seen I'm the Derry Girls. I, I
3: haven't heard of him.
2: Yeah, I've I've have seen that film or yeah. document or something. Yeah. I'm not sure where, but I've seen it.
0: No, neither am I. I did see it though. Um Derry Girls is a good watch for anybody listening. Very good. Get on that. Um but yeah I, my my shout for Alex lepetra Petra doing good at cross country this winter. I think Nationals if he runs looking strong. Yeah any other things to mention from Telford um, I wouldn't numbers, know numbers under t- 30 minutes do you know
3: I don't care dropped out 5k
0: 31 31 people under 30 minutes yeah some good depth um, it's good to see it is a rapid course so yeah and as Josh said organisers did really well in getting it on yeah um, oh yeah massive shout out to yeah, I, this team.
3: I, I know I, I said that, like, that was kind of one of the reasons I stopped but it wasn't actually because of the course it was more because I got in my own head about before it. Um, so yeah I honestly can't understand how they did that but fair yeah. play because they did
0: now forget the England champs we all know the big race of the weekend was over at Battersea 10k Um, Julian Bester Matt Fox and a few of those boys certainly Wanted it to be the big event of the weekend. Um, But it was Jonathan Collier who took the win in 30-23, ahead of Nick Bester in 31-01 and Sam Stevens in 31-29. I think Nick wanted to break 30 minutes. um, So I think he was pleased with the PB. But it does show how hard breaking 30 minutes is, I would say. Um, I know it's become a lot more common of late but you've not done it Shane have you just,
3: I was going to say just remind me of either of you two done it
0: nope
3: never. Oh, it's
0: a piece of cake boys yeah it does I'll say it, it does slightly frustrate me that people just assume they're going to break 30 minutes once they get to a level they just sort of think that it's it's just going to happen it's not it's quick
2: it, it frustrates you it fall out pisses me off <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know just like people to to take that it's a bit like Josh in his marathon you know he he runs a 21759 and then next time out he wants he wants to run 212 it's just like just take it step by step knock a little bit off if you have a big breakthrough great like amazing that it will happen but just be satisfied with taking trunk by trunk off and, and improving anyway ran over. I won't get too deep in it. Um, women's race. Cynthia kano took the win in thirty six fifty eight at Battersea. And then the other result I want to go through is Indoors. Main man. Indoors is is back in the UK. And Mr. Phil Sessman. He's unbelievable. Not sat-
3: that not man satisfied
0: is- with racing marathons and half marathons and everything on the road. He thought he'd go win the Northern Athletics Open Meet 3000 and 805. There's some range, isn't it?
3: What what I was going to say, what I don't understand is he's not just doing other distances and doing them pretty close to a marathon. He's doing well, like 805 off the back of marathon training. I, I actually spoke to him earlier and I was like, I don't understand how you can... I really struggle doing 10k pace stuff after marathon block. You so,
0: got, I, but you've I, also I got think, it. it's 8.05 indoors opening out and on your own it's not even in a race in middle of season like you yeah. think he can knock it on 15 seconds off if he got in a race in in season which would be crazy fast for a marathon runner but there you
3: go yeah I um, mean he's racing this weekend so it would be interesting to see what uh he does over 10k which 10k I think Juliez,
0: France. (laughs) Juliez, yeah, that's quite. That's rappers. Yeah, thought so. Here's yeah, really. Anyway, um, second was Ali Kinlock, eight fifteen. Max Wharton third, and eight nineteen. And Hannah Nuttall uh, revised her PB with an eight fifty six. That is your lot, boys right what's happening in your lives next week Joshua what you got coming oh, up
3: oh I've got my first quicker long run this week which I'm very excited about um I you just just
0: please tell us what it is
3: <laughs> no, because now I feel like I can't go any quicker um I've got four miles sort of long run pace which will probably be like a six minute mile in. Then 10 miles at 5.30s and then another four miles, like probably sixes.
0: My favourite comment was from Carl Wellborn when you put it in the group that <laughs> your paces around your 10 mile at 5.30s are going to be quicker if it's a long run pace.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, what else am I doing? That's pretty much it really for the week. There's not really... Like, I think everyone's winding down for Christmas now. Um, there's a some... lot of train strikes so I'm, I'm not going to the office this week.
0: When you come to Peterborough,
3: I think probably the weekend after. Um, I might stay for a few days.
1: What Christmas,
3: yeah. Okay, what's wrong with
0: that? So, you're probably come come for like
3: five days or something. Okay, no, I'll come before. I'll come
0: before. Good. Um, I did have a question, but I've forgotten. Who knows? Shane, what you got? A a little
2: long long one. my week. I have to muster up the motivation to train.
0: Uh it's difficult
2: today.
3: Oh, that was my there.
0: question for Josh. What's the weather like in Cardiff now? Is it still cold?
3: Um it's currently minus two. And I'm just looking now. It's minus six on Friday. So yeah, I'd say that's pretty cold. But Shame. you know what that means? It's tracksuit season. <laughs>
0: Double track suit season. <laughs> um Shame. stadium jacket
2: season. Yeah, um, not much on this week. Uh I've got as always plenty of work to do. Um get back on training. I need to have at least two gym sessions. So you can hold
0: me accountable. I tell you we'll what. Talk about talk about gym sessions. I've got a gym session tomorrow night with Jim have you Morris. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back to that.
3: Nice, Aaron. What are you doing then?
0: So tomorrow night is the big Helps and Harriers night out. All six of us Helps and Harriers going into Peterborough for a big, big night out. Um
3: you need to look after my dad. This is a liability.
0: I did a message, Mister Channing, earlier. He's not replied, so he read it, didn't reply, so he's not coming. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, so that's happening tomorrow. I'm going to get some... Well, I'm going to have to do a session on the treadmill. I've got some 1,200s I was going to do. So, similar session to yours, actually, Josh. you got eight, haven't you? Um, yeah. But, it's yeah, it's pretty icy here. It snowed a bit today as well. Um, so, probably on the treadmill. Then, I'm actually pretty happy that England are out because it means I've not got a stressful Wednesday and I've not got a stressful weekend. So, I need to get some Christmas shopping done because of the postal strikes. Everybody needs to put their orders in before tomorrow night to guarantee delivery.
3: Yeah. These, these strikes are a joke. It's just pointless. Everyone Everyone's strike. Why can't I strike? At the minute, if the trains aren't striking, they're cancelled. This, yeah. Um, That's a run for another
0: day, I think. Um, But yeah, trying to get some routine. Potentially doing this half marathon if I can be bothered, but there is
3: no way you're running. I tell you now. Right, so I just do it on the
0: tread? Should I do it on the treadmill <laughs> to send to send Dave Bedford a link to the my treadmill? You run like sixty two minutes, right,
2: Aaron? For the yeah. next two weeks, you got to do a run every single day.
0: That's it. <laughs> well, let's finish this podcast now, then, and I'll go on the treadmill. Good. Let's go. Right, boys. Speaking next week. Yeah. Bye. Have a
3: good week, guys. Right.